You're listening to the Ask Coach Parry podcast. If you'd like to join thousands of other runners from around the world who are getting direct access to Coach Parry, his science-backed training plans that work, and a community of runners to motivate you and hold you accountable, then head over to coachparry.com forward slash ask. Welcome back on to yet another edition of the Ask Coach Parry podcast. Today's question is from Paul, and uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, let me read the question, and I'm going to throw something in there from my side as well, because I love this question. Uh, Lindsay Paul says, I'm training for my first ever marathon distance run. Uh, he's currently following your sub four hour, 50 minutes marathon plan on the Coach Parry training club. Uh, today, I ran my longest run in the training plan, which was three hours and 40 minutes. So he actually ran for three hours, 40 eight minutes uh, he ended up running 32 kilometers or 16 miles okay uh, or 20 miles not 16 miles 20 miles he says this is the longest distance I've ever run in my life I'm 59 years old and I'm a bit surprised that the longest run in the training plan is not closer to the marathon distance so uh, about 10 kilometers shy of it could you please explain to me why the longest run on the training plan is not closer to marathon distance and I'm going to throw my two cents worth in here too so when I did my first Ironman my whole goal was to know that I could do Ironman that I'd done each of the individual disciplines the maximum distance. Also, on some of the training programs that we've got on the Coach Barry training platform, the shorter distances like the fives and the tens, your longer runs will be longer than the race distance, but your marathon plan's not. What's what's the reason for that? So there, there are a couple of reasons for that. Um, and the, the first one is, is probably the most important, and that is that from a psychological point of view, sure, getting closer to the actual distance that you're training for is going to make you feel much more comfortable. However, we have to balance up the, do you believe you can finish? And now are you actually able to line up and finish? And we all know that a marathon doesn't matter where you are in the pack. A marathon is one of the hardest things you can do. I firmly believe that marathons are harder than ultras because of the relative in intensity in involved between the two. And despite the fact that we grew up in a country that's so completely ultra mad that we think marathons are training runs, they are hard and they are hard on, on the body. So that essentially is the, is the, the main reason is because when we look at the reward versus the risk, the reward of doing 22 or 23 miles in training is that you will line up at the start line feeling very confident that you can run a marathon. The risk is that you don't line up at all. And the further we go beyond 20 miles, the higher that risk becomes, especially as a first time marathoner and especially as a slower first time marathoner, because the further we go back in the pack, the more our biomechanics degrade and Often, the more our weight increases, which again adds to that biomechanical stress. So that is the main reason why we don't get all the way up to, to the marathon distance. But you know, even traditionally, your elite level athletes, 20 milers were the, the norm because they also understood that going far beyond that, the physiological returns are diminishing versus the reward. And again, going longer is more about the psychology than about the, the, the physiology. And then the two very important things to bear in mind when you are in on a training plan is that when you line up on race day, you're going to be miles fresher than you were when you lined up for the 20 miler. 
So that freshness will easily account for the six miles that you, that you, you haven't covered yet. Plus, the program is the sum of all its parts. Finishing the marathon is not only about the long run. Sure, it's a key component of the muscle loading and, and developing the tendons, the ligaments, and the muscles. But in terms of the cardiovascular fitness to build the engine to, be allow, to allow you to, to go the 42Ks, those other runs that you're doing in the week are also contributing to that. And so look at your whole week and what you accomplished in that week that you ran a 20-mile end of. And that should give you the confidence plus feeling really fresh and rearing to go on race day. And the combination of those two things means that having done this 20 mile, and by the way, congrats for running the furthest you've ever run. Um, that's, in a, that's an achievement in itself and it's something that people often forget because if you don't run the marathon, it's, oh, I, I failed, but you've already done things that you've never done before. But you have now got the tools to finish what you set out to finish and I've got every confidence you'll meet your target. Yeah, Lindsay, and, and something you, you mentioned, obviously, the psychological side of it, but running 32 kilometers or 20 miles on your own is psychologically taxing, and you should get a massive psychological sort of boost out of that, knowing that you're able to do that. Because on race day, you talk about arriving fresh, and that's worth the extra six miles, but just having people around you and the crowds is worth that extra six miles as well on race day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that, yeah, the, the, the kind of emotive element around the race will easily account for three of those miles. So, in, so fitness only has to account for another three of those miles. And then just to complete the answer from the other side, so how come when we're training for fives and tens and 21s, we run further than the distance? And that really is because the, the risk-reward um, relationship is heavily favored on the side of the reward. So by running further than your actual distance and giving yourself that extra boost, you are actually putting yourself in a better position. And the, when doing that, your risk of injury is really low. So then, of course, we will go ahead and, and, and we'll do it. And in triathlon, for example, swimming the distance or more than the distance and cycling the distance and more than the distance are absolutely fine because you're, I mean, on the bike, perhaps you've got boredom as an issue, but from an injury perspective, if your bike is set up properly, you know, your, your injury risk is quite low by doing more than 180 Ks uh, on the bike. So you, you, and if you had time, because that's the, that becomes the limiting factor, of course, but if you've, you've got the time and you've got the will, then you can do longer bike rides. It's again, not necessary because of the same principles but you you could do it because the risk of injury is much lower absolutely there we go uh lindsay thank you very much paul best of luck for that marathon i'm sure you're going to smash it uh you are right on track which is uh, which is brilliant and we can't wait uh, to celebrate it with you and your success in the forums as well uh, until next time from the two of us it's cheers cheers brad Hey, it's Brad here again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Ask Coach Parry podcast. Before I go, if you're struggling to get faster, we've got something special for you. All you need to do is head over to this URL. It is coachparry.com forward slash PB. It's a free training plan that'll help you shave minutes off your marathon PB time. Go check it out. It's coachparry.com forward slash PB. And also, don't forget, if you've got a question you need help with, or if you'd simply like to run as well as we know you can, then all you need to do is head over to coachparry.com forward slash ask.